In this edition of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast, we hear the story of Canadian golfer Curtis Barkley. Curtis was speaking with EDGA's Tony Bennett and Ben Evans while competing in two events, the first at the Fairmorn St. Andrews and the second at the London Club. Please enjoy the story of Curtis Barkley. Curtis Barkley says, We're all humans, we miss, that's the nature of golf, get good misses. Few people will have a clearer focus on the ups and downs of golf, and the ups and downs of life, than Curtis. The Canadian was one of eight golfers with disability who qualified to play in two EDGA tournaments staged by the European Tour, on the same courses and on the same days as the European Tour stars. Curtis teed it up in first the EDGA Hero Open at Fairmorn St Andrews, Scotland in early August, 2021, and then at the EDGA Kazoo Classic at London Golf Club the week after. The top four players over both events would qualify for the season's climax, the EDGA Dubai finale in November. The stakes were high. Curtis, a golfer who was born with scoliosis, a curvature of the spine, was interviewed on the practice ground at London Golf Club by Sky Sports presenter and former European Tour winner Robert Lee. People saw this on social media and loved their chat, some contacted Curtis to thank him for showing how someone with scoliosis can do great things. Now Curtis will tell you he is a very tough competitor, but this golfing focus can hide a warmer heart. He talks about his tunnel vision on the golf course, that though he hears what is said around him on the tee, he doesn't really hear it. For him it is all about getting the job done. Off the course he'll greet you with a twinkly-eyed smile, and talking with him you understand how hearing positive messages from strangers had hit home with him, showing him how his presence in these big international events was being appreciated by others. Yeah, and like even the last couple days I've got some messages online from people that I've never even had contact with before, and, and they said, you know what, my, my daughter has scoliosis, and your, your story's an, an, an inspiration. And you know, like it's it's awesome to see what people can do when you put a mindset to something. Even get messages like that, you know, you don't think you have as much impact on something until you're shown how much impact you have. And it's it's just great to to see all that coming, you know. And and I'm just doing my thing, and I'm. I'm sure I'm helping other people, mm. you know, like, it doesn't matter what you have, you can still go out, have fun, enjoy it. You could see that Robert Lee enjoyed the quality of strike Curtis put on the ball during their interview. His spine curves three ways, but he has created his swing to repeatedly hit the ball well with great consistency off a plus 1.3 handicap that taller, stronger golfers would dream of attaining. For Curtis, it's the putting that can sometimes be his demon as he can't quite find a long-term comfortable stroke that works for the way his spine works. His shoulders can't tilt and lead the stroke like a tour player's can, he has an extra bone in his neck that inhibits mobility. Curtis is all arms as he calls it. He was annoyed with himself because he had taken 78 putts in two rounds in Scotland and talking of this turned his twinkly eyes into an altogether sharper focus. From joking a few moments earlier, suddenly you see the game face that gets him round the course so well. 
What I've always said is there's, there's, you have at least three personalities. Personality when you're by yourself, personality when you're with your family and friends, and my personality when I'm on the golf course. So like, when I'm back home and I'm with friends and family, I, I, I'm a goofball. <laughs> you know, I have a demeanor, I joke around, yeah. have fun, Yeah. right? And then when I'm with like my family and stuff like that, you know, like, they know who I am. Yeah. Right? And then when I'm on the golf course, you know, I'm, I'm straight-faced. Curtis clearly takes the game so seriously because he actually loves the challenge. It means everything. Like, from going to the course, you know, it feels who, it's who I am. So I go to the course, nobody, nobody makes fun of me there. You know, I feel you know, like I'm everyone else. So when I'm on the course, you know, it's it's my confidence, it's my, the way I walk, the way I talk, it's, it's who I am. That confidence you see on the fairways blends into his manner away from the course as a highly regarded amateur golfer in Ottawa, Canada. Golf, and being so active, he enjoys fishing and hunting at home, is great for his condition but also presents problems when he travels and plays a lot of golf. So I was, I was born with scoliosis, which is a, a deformity of the spine. Um, my, in my case, mine curves three different ways. Uh, and the greatest curve is around 50 degrees. So it has an impact, well, it, it's my spine, so it impacts everything. But uh, I have like, my ribs overlap my hips. I'm, um, it affects my organs, like my heart, my lungs, um, my flexibility. Um, I have an extra bone in my neck as well that that uh, that stops me from from turning. Lots, lots of uh, hidden hidden stuff. You know, um, like if you would have stretched me out, I should be about seven to eight inches taller than I actually am. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's all hidden, but like, it's, it's definitely an everyday chronic pain and it's not improving. One of the things I struggle with is sleep. It's very, it's very hard for me to sleep and get comfortable, but, uh, definitely prep is getting enough sleep because it's, it, that's a huge impact on me is, is my sleep, but, uh, it's, I gotta I gotta stretch a lot like there's like uh, my flexibility there practically is, is very limited and uh, so my my stretching I gotta I gotta lift weights to keep my my body physically strong but my back can only hold so much so like I keep my arms my legs very as best as I can get them because it's, it's, there's muscles in my back that don't even work and there's some muscles in my back that are overworking, compensating for the muscles that aren't. So there's a lot of pain, like a lot of knots and, and stuff that I gotta try to stretch out so I can be able to turn and, and, and hit a ball. Given this physical impairment as a child, the bullies were not far away at school. Definitely, like growing up with a disability is quite hard. You, it, just like you said, if you get a blue car, everybody judges you because it's not red. 
it's the same with anything else. I, I was criticized for my height since day one, uh, my neck, because my neck's shorter. Um, but they're, my, the way I looked at it is you always got to see who it's coming from. So, you know, obviously they have their own issues if they want to poke and pick at somebody else that actually has them. So, yeah, that's, that's just my point of view on it. You know, people are harsh, but it's the way you got to take it and look at it. The people that are, are doing the bullying clearly have issues with something, and the way that they're dealing with it is poking and making fun of somebody else. So clearly they have issues that they're not talking about or dealing with, so it's easier for them to poke and chew at someone else. It just makes it easier for them. Being able to rationalize this as first a child and then as a young man takes a smart mind. Curtis also has a supportive and loving family, and of course golf came into his life and in many ways he has never looked back. Well, we grew up south of Ottawa. Uh, we were out in the country. Uh, we, we had an old driving range that I used to hit balls, hundreds of balls. And uh, I started when I was three years old hitting around the house, breaking a few windows. And uh, I ended up going to the course around when I was about seven years old. And I've been addicted to the game ever since. Growing up, I, I knew I was gonna have difficult with physical sports. My parents knew that at a young age, having something with, to do with my spine, one bad hit or one bad move, yeah. and I'm, I'm in a wheelchair or even worse. Yeah. So my dad was a golf teacher. So when we had a, a driving range years ago, and uh, so he got me out hitting balls at a young age. And uh, I played, I could play a lot of sports. Hand-eye coordination was very good. And uh, I just couldn't do running sports. Yeah. Because of my lungs and my disability, I, I didn't have the lung capacity. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't run, I couldn't swim. Like even going into the water, I'd had trouble breathing. Yeah. And uh, so I stuck with golf. So I started when I was seven and I started getting into competition at eight. I played hundreds of tournaments uh, growing up. Um, I believe I was 11 years old with an 11 index. And we, we actually journeyed down to Australia when I was younger and that were, that's when tournament golf kicked in. Curtis, in his teens, became a very good player and as a young man would start to travel to find players who could give him a good challenge, working his way up the amateur ranks in the Ottawa region. So I started playing against really good guys, you know, and uh, it took a few years. Then they, I, I literally stood next to one guy before and uh, we were looking at the leaderboard and he goes, who's this Curtis Barkley? I was like in second or third, and he's like, who's this? And I was literally standing right next to him. <laughs> and and, and it, was, it was one of the best feelings in the world. And I'm like, yeah, they know who I am now. Curtis's talent, hard work, and patience all paid off when he became the number one ranked amateur player in the Ottawa Valley. 1.6 million people live there for the 2016 season, a feat he repeated in 2018. He didn't know quite where to go from there but then he came across the international EDGA tournaments and the then brand new world ranking for golfers with disability. 
he describes this discovery as perfect timing. More hard work has led to his dreams coming true and traveling the world to play in big events. Curtis played in the Australia All Abilities Championship in 2019 and was runner-up after a playoff, watched by crowds who had just seen tour players Matt Jones and Louis Oosthuizen finish in the main tournament. Today he is a top 20 player in the WR4GD. Curtis has his own mini fan club with his friends and family back home, and he chuckles that some friends presume he'll now single-handedly have golf accepted into the Paralympics to win a medal for Canada and he has to say, ease up a bit guys, it's a team effort here. However, as a proud Canadian, with the part that nation has played in the Olympics, he does like the idea of taking part one day. That would be just mind-blowing. I never would have thought of that in a million years growing up, you know? Maybe just another dream come true. Curtis would encourage anyone with a disability to try golf because it suits so many people at different times in their lives. Well, golf, golf is great because it, it welcomes you every day, you know, with open arms. And it doesn't matter how you do it because everybody has their own swing. I have my own swing and you just you work on it your own way. You know, you can get advice from pros here and there, but make it your own and you play the course, not the people. And uh, it doesn't matter what you have, you know, we're all capable and ability to, to play golf. Curtis described the experience of playing in St. Andrews and at London Golf Club as amazing. He and his father, who was his first coach and is still his coach and mentor, were both highly popular figures at the tournaments, their Ottawa brogue a welcome addition to the accents heard from all over the world, such as the size and scope of modern European tour events. Yeah, it feels great to be back out and uh, representing my country and uh, in, in a tour setting like this, is, it's unbelievable. Curtis was exasperated about his putting the day before the first round of the EDGA Kazoo Classic at London Golf Club. Those 78 parts in Scotland were fresh in the memory and the greens at London GC are notoriously challenging with tough slopes and rapid descents. The two men, son and father, were working together to find a good stroke. Curtis used to anchor the putter to his belly until that was outlawed a while back to the frustration of many. But he was hopeful he would find the key in time before the tournament. Joking in the clubhouse revolved around putting left-handed, or with eyes firmly shut for feel, which he tried. Curtis even recalls winning a competition once putting left-handed with a $2 putter, his friend staggered when he was four under at the turn, ninth hole. This talk brought inevitable laughter but when it came to the weekend when a place in the EDGA Dubai finale was up for grabs, Curtis eased back on the twinkly smile. He found that tunnel vision, that straight-faced quality and two very solid rounds of 79 with some, crucially, better putting brought him the third place out of eight he needed to ensure a qualifying place for Dubai. He had made it through. Like all golfers, Curtis was still missing, but they were good misses. I hope that you enjoyed this edition of the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast. This is just one of the many stories of golfers with a disability which are available to read, watch or listen to at www.edgargolf.com by scrolling to the profile page.